All right. Well, welcome to Theology Jam. And uh, we have a, a, another installment of, I think, something that's going to be really fun for all of you to be a part of. And I'm excited about this conversation. Now, obviously, I'm here with Matthew Burkholder, uh, who's my partner in crime when it comes to this particular podcast. Welcome, Matthew. Yeah. Nice to have you here. And, I'm, and, and we have two of our staff members, right? We have Julianne, who is here. And Julianne does double duty at the church. Uh, she does, uh, she's youth coordinator and worship coordinator. So she's got a, a big uh, job to fill. And <laughs> we have our administrator who we joke is ground zero. Everything in this church starts with our administrator and we have Noreen with us. So we have, you know, two of our staff members as part of this podcast. And we're talking about, um, you know, the inside workings of a church. What, what do we wish the people in the congregation knew about what it what it's like to work in a church. Now, Matthew, you're you, you're not formally here yeah. any longer, but was, you were our I, worship leader. So yes, I was joking earlier that I got out. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got now, out. And now, on your own volition, you're back. Yes, right? I am here. Yes, yeah, I uh, yeah, Julianne uh, followed me yeah. and uh, doing a great job. And I was here, I think, from twenty. Did I start in twenty seventeen? 2017, no, I think. Yeah, you're, you're not testing my memory. I no, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what, four years, I guess? Yeah. I came in 2021. Yeah. September 2021. So, so you're the newbie. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I do miss it. Like, you guys are, you know, when you guys have your staff meetings and stuff, and I'm kind of here, it's kind of like, oh, I kind of mm-hmm. miss that. It was, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun little group to be. Uh, part of a church staff, like it is really fun, and yeah. then I loved my time here. It was, it, it was, you know, I left so I could focus on school, right? And finish yeah, because you're you're still working on your PhD, yeah, and yeah. that's a huge responsibility and family and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was purely just a, a pragmatic thing for me uh, to focus on that. Really loved my time here, and mm-hmm. really glad that one. I'm still here. I'm still trying to volunteer, still trying to help out. Yeah. Thanks um, for drumming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got to, I get to do, uh, you know, from the, you know, from the flip side of, you know, being a worship coordinator and now just sort of being a volunteer. And that's, it, that's kind of got its own benefits too. So, but anyways. Yeah. yeah so you'll, you'll have, um, you're going to have aha moments as mm. these two share things, right? Now, uh, being, being the, the lead pastor and lead elder of the church, um, you know, from my standpoint, everybody just thinks I work Sundays. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't do anything for the rest of the week. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to kind of throw down the first gauntlet <laughs> and say, <laughs> you know, if you guys want to follow me around for a week, you're welcome to do that. But, yeah. you know, hope you have your energy pills and stuff like that, because there's a lot of things that we do. But for Noreen and Julianne, um, what do you, what do you wish that people knew about <laughs> Noreen's pointed to you first of all, <laughs> okay. about about the responsibilities you yeah. have and and you wish that people would be just a little bit more aware yeah. of what your week looks like. Well, I think first of all like everything that we do is very people oriented in the church because the church is a body of believers which are made up of people. And so I find that And that people are wonderful. Like relationships are just what makes life beautiful. And so I think that's something that is a real 
plus to working in ministry and to working in a church. You get to work with people, and that's great. Um, on the other side of that, it can be really hard <laughs> to work yeah. when there are people who... And it's of no fault of anyone's. It's just how, you know, like there's always going to be conflict. There's always going to be people who agree with something you do, disagree with something you do. Thankfully, I haven't had to deal with too much of that in my experience, my short like experience just for now um, that I've just started kind of working in a church since 2021. But I think one part of it, not even conflict wise, but people assume that, yeah, they can, there's just a lot of ideas and people get really excited and they want to tell you things. And it's lovely. And I love hearing all of people's ideas, but I also am a limited, like I have my own limitations and I can't do it all. And people understand that too. But I think that's something and especially because in my position, my experience, I'm part-time. So where people might assume that you only work on Sundays, John, I sometimes people are like, oh, I'll just drop by on a Wednesday, drop by on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I only really can be in the office maybe one or two days a week yeah. because I have other roles in other positions that are in the church, but also not in the church because I work part-time other, other places. Um, so there's that too. But like I said, people are great. People are great to work with, but that can also be a, like a huge benefit to the role, a huge challenge to the role. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, I remember somebody telling me a long time ago, there are two things that uh, uh, people will see in a, in a leader that you can't control, and that's mm. people's expectations yeah. and people's perception, right? Yeah. And that's something that we're coming up against all the time, right, mm-hmm. is uh, people have those expectations and those perceptions, and you're constantly working against those, right. aren't you, in the negative side of right. what it means to be with people, yeah? Right, exactly, yeah. 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 Can I add just something? And, yeah. and you're, you know, um, probably adds as as fuel for further conversation is that people don't realize what it takes to put a Sunday morning together. Mm-hmm. Can we can we just say that? Right. That those of us in the room mm-hmm. are very aware that how much resources, volunteers, energy, mm-hmm. thought <clears throat> goes into just putting together an mm-hmm. hour or an hour in 10 minutes mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning yeah. and you're in the thick of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I do find it's, it can't happen without people. Right. So yes, there's so much to prepare, so much to do for a Sunday morning. And it's great when you have everyone on board and able to do it, all these volunteers in position and like, yep, we're good to go for Sunday. We have our children's ministry people. We have our sound people. We have our worship team and our, our strategic communicator or announcement person. Um, all of those people in place. Great. We're good to go. But often it, it can be really tricky which again is just reality. Everyone has crazy schedules and real life gets in the way. People have injuries and, and relational things and there's just stuff that happens. And so, yeah, Sunday morning is lovely and when everything is in place, but it's always a juggle. There's always going to be yeah. something to figure out last minute or it just feels like that all the time. So yeah, so it, something yeah. people can be praying about is that we yeah. get it together Sunday <laughs> Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. a lot of prep this morning. We spent an hour preparing for Good Friday and Easter and it takes time. Yeah. And you're trying to keep all those balls and the air at the same time and make sure that the transitions work and do they work for online? Do they work for in-house? Do they work for the worship team? Do they work for 
the pastor who's got to speak? Have we given him enough speaking distance? Like, how, you know, or mm-hmm. we backed him into a corner? Oops. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's lots of different pieces, and 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 I think that that's um, the expectations for for being in the in the church and what our role looks like isn't always as easy as it looks like from the outside. <laughs> yeah, Noreen, you raised a, another point too because we just had the entire online because we're, we're totally hybrid, right? Like a lot of churches are right mm-hmm. now. But that's added a whole nother level of complexity and yeah. concern and organization and administration on top of all of that. Yeah, like for example, yeah. we're trying to do a drama for the youth and... In-house, you don't necessarily have to mic everyone and people will be able to project, like we're teaching the kids how to project their voices. But online, in order for them to actually capture what's being said, we have to mic them. So we have to go after this and figure out how to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think people realize, like, when you're volunteering for the technical aspect of a a church, like, you you need, like, skills, right? Like, there's a lot of technical skills, production skills that we're trying to teach and that are almost required. Yeah. Um, You know, it's, you know, yeah, there's a skill set. Mm -hmm. And And it's not just because we're trying to be the latest concert or anything like that. It's just the necessity of we have a room and we have people who are standing in front of the stage. Is is that person going to be on camera? And, or is that going to be really awkward for the people at home because they're going to be staring at a blank wall? Yeah. And these aren't really, you don't think it's really high tech, but yet it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pulling out my back pocket stage management stuff this morning, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's, the, you know, stuff that I did in my past, making sure that we think through all of the transitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's and, and that was quite a task this morning, right? Good Friday and Easter Sunday, there's a lot of different elements being included and we just have to make sure it it flows really well yeah. and logistically works really well and uh, lots of those kinds of things and I'll, I'll go back to expectations especially with the live stream people are have certain expectations mm-hmm. and they'll check out really quickly if if it's not up to, mm-hmm. to standard and because uh, people have all kinds of video yep. that mm. they engage with. And you have to, at some level, have quality for people to stay connected. Yeah. yeah, yeah and planning it, is really important. Like, the planning will make it look seamless, and that'll make it look like it took no effort, when mm-hmm. in reality, it took a lot of effort. So it's kind of like that duck on the water, you know, their feet are massively moving underneath, and the mm-hmm. duck's just kind of looking like it's just floating there doing nothing. But me and Will, it's... Working really hard to present that really smooth that's process. A, that's the same even if you're doing a worship set, right? Like you plan well. You plan out exactly what you want it to, like the structure of what it's going to look like. And then that leaves room for adaptations within that. So I think that's the same when you do a Sunday morning. You plan really well ahead of time so that you do have room to adjust as needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that planning, then things that pop up on Sunday that may not be related to the service but are, you know, touch point somebody doesn't show up you can pivot whereas if you're still putting together the work on Sunday morning as you're trying to cope and do you're not going to be able to put up with somebody not showing up and then that's Mm -hmm. where things are going to fall apart and it's going to become a little bit dramatic and if you've got good planning and you've got it all figured out then Mm -hmm. you can roll with the punches that Sunday's going to give you Mm -hmm. yeah because that's one of one of the values we have for Sunday morning is to be fully prepared 
right? That's what I appreciate about the staff. We're as fully prepared, but, you know, things do happen. Yeah. Um, this past Sunday, I think I broke that rule, but <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. I, <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I broke that rule this Sunday myself, too, so, you know, um, so that I wasn't fully on board, but but it, it happens. Um, yeah. yeah. But the reality is, is we have a team um, that, you know, we plan as best as we can, mm-hmm. look at every contingency. I remember when I first started here, I'm, I'm probably going to get myself in trouble, but I remember when I first started here, I said, what's what's some of the problems that this church experiences? And one of the, and I remember the board at the time or people that were on leadership at the time said, every year Christmas is a surprise. Mm-hmm. And I said, what does that mean? And they said, well, they essentially were saying that, you know, it, we're already scram- always scrambling at important times of the year. Right. So one of the things they really appreciated was the, the sense of planning forward. And that's what I've really appreciated about the staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, we've had a few iterations of staff. But even right now, presently, that's one of the things I really appreciate is that we're constantly working ahead. Mm-hmm. And looking forward, and and I know Noreen as an administrator. <laughs> I know you could. I couldn't function with yeah. Christmas I, being a surprise. No, yeah, no, yeah. I I couldn't function. Yeah, I re- I remember when we were interviewing you, and go back a number of years, but that that was a key, you know, part of the interview process. Is is this person going to stay ahead? Mm-hmm. You know, a few steps, even though we joke about you being ground zero, that everything you know passes through you, right? But again, if you don't have that planning up front, you can't handle the surprises. No, like there's no way I could be ground zero if I didn't have some sort of plan, if mm-hmm. I didn't have some sort of way of working to put some of that stuff on autopilot that I can put on autopilot. If I had to rethink everything all the time, there's no way I could function. Yeah, and yeah. I w- I w- wouldn't be. Pl- even remotely pleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Matthew. No, no. On? I'm just, I'm just thinking about how. Yeah, there, there's a lot of planning, and and part of that too is not looking ahead. But we, we would every week, right? We would talk about mm-hmm. what happened, right? Mm-hmm. And if something didn't work or did work, well, we we would talk about that, and I would have to have conversations with people about. Hey, you know, you were leading this song, but you know, this, what happened, right? And I own my own stuff too, right? Like if I didn't come, you know, totally prepared or made a mistake, like own it to the team. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, this happened. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And also keep everybody accountable. Like there was mm-hmm. a good accountability, I think, here at Village Green for what happened on a Sunday um, yeah. and, you know, planning, talking about, you know, things that we could have done better. But it never, it was never a, uh, it never felt personally attacked or, yeah. Yeah. right? Like there was no, no, like, it's not it, a it, wrist slapping it, thing. No, no, it's, no. Like, it's like, okay, so how do we plan for this in the future to, and right. how, how do we prevent it from happening again? Right. What steps can we do? What steps can we take? Yeah. Again, the, because life is going to throw you something else. So yeah. if you can take care of those problems and get rid of them, then you can yeah. deal with the ones that come up in the next week. Yeah. yeah. And as people in leadership positions, it's easy to be put up on a pedestal of some sort. But we, I think, all have to consciously humble ourselves and recognize we're also human. We also make mistakes. And we're just trying to 
you know, lead people, but we're also blind in how we have to lead every, you know, the yeah. blind leading the blind to Jesus kind of thing, you know, yeah. like Jesus is the one who's going to be. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we all can, it's good to that, have that accountability, check in, reflect on our own stuff because we all have stuff we can, we can do better. Yeah. And just, and, and just to clarify what, what Matthew had started to say, every Tuesday morning at nine o'clock, the staff gathers together yeah. And we go through a process. We talk about the service that just went through, and we, you know, look forward to planning for the services that are coming ahead. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think those debrief meetings are are really valuable. But you're missing add. a spot too. You're you're missing a step. So not only oh. are we doing the Sunday, but then we have our monthly meetings where we look further into the future, yeah, so Christmas yeah. doesn't become a surprise, become <laughs> <laughs> or Easter isn't yeah. a surprise, or or oh, we're going on vacation. We need to cover this part. So it is a good time to be able to communicate not only what's right. happening this week, but what's happening maybe a month down the road or two months down the road. And part yeah. of that is also staff development. We work mm-hmm. on that. It also gives yeah. us a chance to kind of talk about current events and how that impacts the church too, which, yeah, you know, there's the last current events that impact the church. And yeah, we have done leadership. People should know that we do leadership development, that, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's intentionality in the staff yeah. in becoming better in whatever way we can. Yeah, yeah. So I, I always like the groans every September when we say, oh, we got to start talking about Christmas mm-hmm. <laughs> when we're yeah. in September meetings or January yeah. meetings yeah. For, for Easter and, and things like that. But uh, It's so funny when yeah. I like talk to my friends, like I am planning months and months ahead because especially I have multiple roles. I have worship on Sunday mornings, but I also have youth. And I guess that's one thing I was thinking is, yes, we plan for Sundays, but the church has other things happening that's that right. isn't just Sunday mornings, right. yeah, yeah. which is equally as important. And so I, I do youth on Monday nights now, and that is a, a part of my weekly routine. I have to get those lessons prepped, the agendas prepped, communicate with those leaders, Oh my gosh, gosh, the amount of communication you have to do. Like, I know Noreen knows this, but emails, social media, texting people, calling people, announcements on a Sunday morning, like every type of communication you could try to do to just make it as clear as possible what we are doing throughout the week for Sundays and otherwise. And that's one of the biggest challenges is communication because now there isn't just one or two channels that we need to communicate with. Everybody kind of has their own key way that they want to communicate with other people and so if you communicate only by email well you're missing half the ones that are on Instagram or mm-hmm. the only ones that want to be on Instagram well if you're messaging just in MailChimp like it's, yeah. it yeah. is so varied and, and you have to just continue I think one of the things being in ministry in any leadership role is the amount of communication that you have to continually do mm-hmm. and the amount of times that you have to repeat yourself and you mm-hmm. think I've said this about 15 times mm-hmm. well now do 15 times 10 yeah, and that's maybe everybody will get it eventually, but mm-hmm. it communication's huge. And, uh, one of the things too is I, I'm thankful for like you know people in my life like like my wife. Uh, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can you could spend every minute of every day doing that, oh, right? Absolutely. And you have to set yes. like as a leader, like you have to shut it off, right? And the text absolutely. messaging, like. Yeah. Right. Like, or the emails that come through and and at some point you have to just be like, no, I'm done for the day. That's the thing. It's like, I, I have X amount of hours that I'm actually meant to be working, but it's so easy to 
forget how much time you spend answering emails and texting people back, calling, like checking in. I've had people like, can I call you? We need to figure something out. Like all these things. And you, you do forget for, it's just easy because it's like, yes, we need to make this happen. We need to make this work, but it's all part of the job and it takes so much time. Yeah. 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 Is it, is it fair to say as a staff, I know, I know this is personally true of me, but I've always sensed that we collectively have a, a sense of guilt when it comes to social media. Yeah. <laughs> like we all wish that we could do better uh, at social media with the amount of stuff that we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Noreen, you know, is the one that makes sure that, uh, you know, all the, all the communications are filtered in that. But, even, you know, I've heard you say you'd like to even be able to do more, but just not yeah. the time, right? Yeah. The hours are, are limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and trying to get people to, to sort of, if you can have people you, that can do those tasks, right? Like, mm-hmm. is is helpful and trying to and that, but that brings a whole other dynamic to mm-hmm. your job where you're trying to, you know, build these teams and you're trying to right. invest in people and you're trying to like help them grow and you're you're trying to oversee them and keep them accountable and and so even when you even when you uh, lessen your workload by giving it off to someone else, you've created a whole other. Uh, you know, type other of type of work, work for yourself yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it's, it's, that's part of that, that, you know, you started off by talking about people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I, uh, I had to keep, you know, I don't think this was something I slipped into very easily because I, I did try to keep people at the, the, the focus, right? But, you know, sometimes you can get lost in sort of all the tasks that mm-hmm. need to be done. Absolutely. And you forget that, oh man, like this is, this is really, about the people, yeah. right, involved in this thing that we're doing. And the thing that we're doing should never trump the people who are involved mm-hmm. in the thing yeah. that we're doing. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, that's, and that's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think one of the challenges with that is that we work on two different timetables. So as staff, we work on whatever our working hours are. And as the congregation and our volunteers are working yes. on an opposite time schedule because they're at work when we're at work and so they're not thinking church when they're at work like we are Mm -hmm. we're at work we're thinking of church Mm -hmm. then they go home and they're like oh i get to think about church and we're like we're at home home, we don't want to think about church at the moment we've we've worked (laughs) so i I, sometimes i have i really try to remember that on on sunday mornings and i don't always do a great job of it but i try to be cognizant that this is when they're thinking of it and I need to think of it. I need to at least set that time aside. Like I'm Mm -hmm. fortunate you guys who do youth and worship and the pastor, of course, you guys have a 24 seven almost like you guys can have text messages whenever, whereas minor immediate emergency kind of text messages and, you know, there's a toilet overflowing or, (laughs) or the security cameras, seen somebody or something so like for me i don't get i don't have the same accountability to people that you guys Mm. have and the relationship depth that you guys have and i think that that sometimes is hard on the rest of the staff where it's a little bit easier on me i don't have that same burden is that the right word Okay, but that that raises another stress issue. Okay, maybe I'm speaking out of line, but you know, for myself or you know Julianne, when we're there on a Sunday morning, we're working, yeah. right? That's part of our responsibility to be there yeah. Sunday morning. But 
Sunday morning's not your part of your responsibility. No. It's out of the goodness of your heart that you're here to worship, <laughs> mm-hmm. be part of the community because, yeah. you know, Friday's done, you know, your, your yeah. week's done. But there are many times that people, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. unknowingly make, yeah. make you be administrator on yeah. Sunday morning. Which and, is always hard because it's like, oh, my calendar, my notebook is in the office and yeah. the tellers are in there. I can't write it down. So, oh, here. So I, I've got this ad hoc system now where it's like, okay, give me a slip of paper and a pen and I'll put it in our mm-hmm. locked mailbox and I'll pick it up Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, interesting because the contrast... Like you, what you're saying is like you, you, we work more with people maybe. And so I find that my schedule, I end up making my work hours a lot of evenings and weekends. And there are some during the day as well, but I, I find I'm working a lot of evenings and weekends and I have other work too, that I work with the camping ministry. And with that, I also meet with volunteers. And so we do zoom meetings and board meetings on weekends and, and evenings. And so I, it's like very, I've had to put boundaries up for myself so that I say like, like during the day, I'm going to go to the gym now and that's my time. That's not work time. Like I have to, you know, so that's, it's a, it's yeah, just contrast that boundaries. That's that's key. And most jobs is is really key, especially in knowledge-based work or whatever. But especially when you're in ministry is you have to really understand productivity. And if you don't use any sort of a productivity getting things done by David Allen, Cal Newport, like you need to have some stuff behind you, some structure to keep yourself sane. Cause the the minute you do, you don't, you're fried. You will be at some point fried because you can't answer text messages 24 seven. You can't, whatever role you're in, you can't be the counselor 24 seven. You, you have to have those boundaries. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to go to the gym and turn the phone off and say, no, I'm going to the gym or mm-hmm. I'm going to sit on the beach and look at the birds. Mm-hmm. Like you have to shut down. And it's so hard not to feel guilty about oh, that yeah, as somebody yeah, yeah. who works in ministry, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. I've learned more how not to. Yeah. And it's hard to, cause I, I am a single person. I'm a young person just out of school. So I don't have kids or family to be almost not an excuse, but a reason for me to say, no, I can't work. Cause I have to care about my yes. family. I don't have that. So I feel guilty saying, Oh, I'm just taking time for myself. Like, or, you know, and it's so, it's so that's, that's been a challenge for me. But one thing I'll say is one, one practice that has really helped me is keeping a consistent Sabbath has been really helpful. And I can't do that on Sundays because I've, I truly don't feel like I'm resting because I am working. Um, but I do that Fridays and it's, great because I, other people are, are in work, but I can have that time to myself to rest and to turn off my phone yeah. as best I can. So, yeah. Yeah. So I hope you heard that. Don't contact me. Yeah. <laughs> on Fridays. <laughs> It'll be answered Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that's something that's changing though. I think people really like as a general sort of work culture, we're right. just like, we're not, we're not going to, the people, the young people growing up are just like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm going to care for myself. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I remember one time I went to my church. I was, my dad was a pastor and my parents were gone and they had taken two weeks off. They went somewhere and I don't know where they were. And this, this older man decided to accost me 
about my dad taking two weeks off yeah. and yeah. like, yeah. what's going on? Why would you, what's, and, and he was really rude mm. and just ignorant. And I was just like, wow, like yeah. what a business is it of yours? Right. right. Like yeah. you, you yeah. get vacation, they took vacation. Yeah. But that used to be, I think the expectation is the pastor would never take more than a week off at a time, mm. you know, yeah. you can't, you got to be there. You got to make yourself available. Doors got to be open to your office 24, you know, like mm. I just don't think that's feasible. I don't think it's that's not. healthy. No. I don't mm-hmm. think it's like, no, we're all know, human. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, and I, I mean, it's not even just a church thing, but like, right. it's just a work culture thing, right? Like, yeah. uh, take care of yourself and yeah. you'll get more longevity and you'll get more, uh, joy in your work and you'll get more, you know, peace yeah. and better relationships and be more restful and be more productive and right. Like all well, yeah, cause you're not going to snap. Yeah, right? like if you're exhausted and yeah. run out and you haven't eaten, you haven't had a decent meal in four days right. yeah, like, yeah. and somebody comes along with a problem. Are you really yeah. going to be generous with your answer? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Like, like they the always best. say, put your own mask yeah. on first before you help yeah, other people. Exactly. And it's hard, especially when people like us who are in and people who are in other ministries and stuff who are really people oriented and, mm. and really care about people and want to really solve problems and help mm-hmm. it's really hard to remember that we have to help ourselves mm-hmm. and yeah. the best way to love other people is to make sure you have the capacity to do so right so yeah yeah yeah, yeah I remember when when I first started here at Village Green uh, or at least when, when I was in the process of being hired um, this was a high caring church like mm-hmm. you know like that that was one of the you know, cultural distinctives of this particular church, you know, a little bit more than, than most. And I remember thinking that unless I had help, there's just no way I could take this position because right. I would get burnt out yeah. really fast. Yeah. If everyone was expecting me to be at the hospital all the time, like all those kinds of things, it just wasn't going to be, you know, the way I was wired. So mm-hmm. uh, I was very thankful for an elders board here that mm-hmm. actually loved doing that part of it. And yeah. that made a big, big difference yeah. uh, here. Yeah. Well, I was just think, thinking back to when I first started youth, I would not be able to continue if I didn't have the support of some of the parents that were helping. And I was really figuring it all out, trying to find my footing. And so... Yeah, and I do also want to say that I I think for me personally, I haven't felt too much from the people at this like at the church we're serving at or churches I have served at in the past that I'm getting pressure from them. It's often I it's an internal turmoil of like I feel like I should be doing more. I feel like I have I'm like, "Oh, I have this extra time. I should be caring about other people." But so it's it's hard when it's it can be, I'm, I'm not saying it can be, it can be put on by other people, but it also is an internal thing. So that's why I'm, I'm very thankful that God has ordained this, this practice of the Sabbath that is like, no, like this is good for you. So anyways, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Well you, well, you bring up another good point that we all appreciate. We all appreciate the, the volunteers that we oh, have, the people who 100%. multiply our ministries. And we know that from time to time, and I'm going to get in trouble for this, there are volunteers that make it harder for us mm. because they that's have just to do human it. Yeah, beings, just, just that, relationships are exactly. Tricky, yeah. Yeah. They have to do it their way or whatever, or, you know, mm-hmm. but the I don't even know why I brought that up anyway, but for the majority, we really appreciate the people that multiply the work that we do. Yeah. 
And, and I know sometimes, and I, I know why I said it, because sometimes there's people who just say, well, you're on staff, uh, you should just do it, that, that kind of thing, right? We, do, we don't have, I, I think, a predominance of that attitude here. Mm. I think for the most part, people are very appreciative of the staff. And we are certainly, I know I, you know, we are certainly very appreciative of the volunteers that multiply the work here at mm-hmm. Village Green. Yeah. And sort of make it easier for everybody. Yep. I can barely get my own work done. I couldn't do everything on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do have a lot of, you know, both of you, and I, I want to make this really clear, both of you, uh, for the hours that you put in, I don't know how you get everything done. I'm a very efficient worker. I'll say that. Well, you know, I work you know, both, <laughs> Yeah. Both, both of you, yeah. you know, multiply exponentially. Hmm. Um, what you accomplish in a week based on the hours that you put in. Yeah. And I think that's... It's having good systems. Well, <laughs> yeah. Do you know how many times we say email office at villagegreenchurch.com <laughs> on a Sunday? Yeah. Thankfully, like, not everybody follows no, up on but that. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Just, yeah. Like, there's a lot to, to do and to go on. I, yeah. You know, that was... My weakness is, like, administrative stuff. Like, that's just... I was... I just wanted to play guitar and <laughs> you know, songs. And so that was, that was a struggle for me. Like, uh, you talk about yeah. being efficient. Like, man, that was... That was hard. And, um, you know... And I think I'm, I'm almost sure at the outset of this job, I said to, you know, in the hiring process, I was, I made that clear, right? Mm-hmm. I was just like, look mm-hmm. at this is not my strength, right? Like I'm, you know, I, I, I can, I, I have to be organized. I'm a, I'm a grad student. There are certain <laughs> things that like you have to do. Yeah. It's not something that comes naturally. You're to not me. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but like that doesn't come naturally. Right. And so yeah. I think, um, to anyone who's listening, who is maybe getting into church leadership or mm-hmm. uh, planning to or is in church leadership, like it's okay to be yourself, yeah. right? Like to just, um, these are, you know, these. this is what I do well. This is what I don't do well. Yeah. And I need people to step up and help me in this area so yeah. that I can do the thing that I do well well. Yeah. Right? And I think totally. that that's important. And it, so it is, you yeah. don't burn out and stuff. I think if, those things can really fry you if you don't have the skill set or the ability or the want, the drive to do those. It can really affect what you can do. And and there's still churches that are like, you know, I'm looking for work in, um, in, you know, the academic world, but I still come across pastoral job ads. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes I read these ads and I'm like, you're looking for 15 different people. Exactly. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, like yeah. what is going on? Like, like honestly, if you were in a church and you're putting together a search committee for a pastor, like really ask yourself this question. Is this like one person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's not. Sometimes it's yeah. the expectation is, is it will be so many different people. And right. You can't be a visitor. You can't have the long term vision and you can't have, right. you know, and, the building and, maintenance in your back pocket as well, right? And, and I guess a part of that probably is to, you know, there's there's different church sizes. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why large churches have multiple staff and mm-hmm. because they have to do multiple things. But, you know, just if, you know, like I said, just try to understand who you are as a person yeah. and how you can serve the best. And, um, and hopefully you can grow and develop people who can offset those things, the, the things that are maybe you're, weak or in or struggling in. But, well, and yeah. like through our weakness, like 
God's strength will shine through, right? So that's a whole whole part of it too. That and there's a quote that I forget who exactly said it, but it's um, where the ideal is lacking, grace abounds. Mm. So when we don't have what we think we need to make something happen, God's grace will, it's there. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. One, one other thing I I want to express about this particular staff that I think people generally in the church, uh, we, I think the board experiences this, the elders to some degree experiences this, but Um, this church has met a number of challenges, like many churches in the last few years, right? Uh, COVID was one challenge. Our whole rental thing was another challenge. You know, uh, we had a lot of people pass away. That was another challenge. We, We had all these things happening. But what I appreciate at this point is that these challenges haven't, haven't kind of hasn't sort of derailed us or made us say, oh, it's not worth it anymore or anything. Like, we've met the challenges uh, through some very creative thinking mm. and creative processes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the really cool thing about the staff, that that maybe the church on a greater uh, you know, whole doesn't really see in us is this ability that we've been able to you know, adapt. And, you know, I hate the word pivot, but, you know, we've had <laughs> we've had the pivot. And this staff has been integral and and the board's been very supportive that there have mm-hmm. been very many challenges. But this staff has been able to say, OK, how do we do this different? What what do we need to be focusing on? How do we re, you know, regenerate ourselves to the kinds of things that are important right now? Um, so I think that's an important key thing that the staff has been able to do that maybe the average person in the church isn't really aware of because who else is thinking about the future? Hmm. Most people in the congregation are thinking Sunday to Sunday, I want to worship, I want to be here, part of the community. But who's, who is it that is saying, you know, what's this church going to look like a year from now or two years from now? And these are the people who are making that happen. Okay? Yeah. I think that that's one of the big differences, too, between the congregation and and the staff is that we think about those questions more about what is going on with the global church, what is going on with the the church in in our community, in our country, and in the global church. And I think that some of the things that, like we're seeing hybrid as being a big thing, right? In in what the reading that we're doing and, and the people that we're communicating with and we listen to, we see the need for hybrid churching churches. And the congregation's a little bit behind that. Like they're a couple steps behind, and so they don't quite understand why do we want to do things the way that we're doing it or why are we pushing to go into this direction? And they look back a little bit and think, I think that we're a little bit crazy or we're a little bit going down a road that they wouldn't necessarily think is necessary, and it's that is a big disconnect, I think, mm-hmm. between church staff and doing this it's the same as any trade or any business or any sure. craft that you do the more involved that you are in that craft the more nuanced you're going to be than somebody who's outside just looking in and has watched one video on it or yeah and i think the desire is like what we're saying we have many volunteers who are very involved and very much a part of what we do and they get more of an inside scoop because they're part of the teams we're doing or the Sunday mornings or youth or Bible study, whatever it might be. And I think the the hope is that 
congregation members would become more involved so they understand more deeply the decisions too. And I think that's one more thing to communicate too. That's one more layer of communication that needs to happen is to explain the why. Yeah. Why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we seeing a specific vision for this future and putting that into a concrete instead of assuming that the congregation is going to be able to exactly. follow follow along with us because we've read a little bit more. We wouldn't expect somebody who's in first year biology to be, you know, setting a bone in an emergency room, right? You wouldn't do that. So you explain a little bit more, you need more teaching. So I think it's up to us to continue to communicate. And one of the best ways to communicate that is, is through volunteers Mm -hmm. is to explain, okay, yeah, this is why we're thinking of Mm-hmm. why we want the table being there or why we want that set of stairs moved from that part of the stage to the others because mm-hmm. we have a camera. Well, why do we have a camera? Because we have hybrid. Why do we have hybrid? Well, we have it to reach people for Christ who would necessarily come into the church mm-hmm. on their own but are a little bit curious and mm-hmm. have seen us on YouTube and, and they want to stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so that's ministry. That's what we're here to do is mm-hmm. to go out and reach people for Christ. And if that means on a hybrid church service well that's what we're doing i feel like yeah. communication is key we're talking a lot about communication <laughs> well you know they're, they're, they're you know as staff too we're privy to people who send uh encouragements and yeah. and things like that and and the problem is we can't always pass those on to you know like how do you just oh this is our encouragement board and all the people that have said really good you know what i mean yeah. like there's just so much that people in the congregation don't have the opportunity to to witness like we witness mm-hmm. and and there's a negative every so often there's a negative thing too that we have to manage and stuff like that but you know it's it's such a different um <laughs> just a such a different place to be inside the workings of a church than if you're just participating on the outside and and Matthew you've seen both of those but you know, um, as we, I, I'm kind of sensing that we're we're kind of wrapping up. But I, I want to give both of you an opportunity to to talk uh, to say maybe something that we haven't touched on, or you know, um, or something about you know communicating to people. Uh, this is what it's like to work in a church. This is what surprised me. This is what. Um, I was not expecting or, you know, something, something to that effect. Give people a little bit of insight that uh, maybe we haven't touched on. And if, if there isn't anything, then fine. But if there's something you want to touch on, uh, go for it. So I've been at Village Green now for five years. And before that, I was a member of the congregation, did not work in ministry So for me, the biggest aha or difference that it's made in my life is I see church differently now. I understand how staff see a church differently than a member of the congregation. We were talking in our staff meeting earlier today about changing up stuff because Good Friday is going to be a little different service than our typical Sunday morning, and even Easter is going to be a little bit different, and we're like... Well, that's good, you know, shake it up a little bit and change the flow and and people will, um, it'll affect people differently and it just shows 
10, 15 years ago, I would have said, absolutely not. Like, yeah, okay, maybe the Good Friday, but not Sunday morning. You don't mess with Sunday morning. It's a certain order. (laughs) And I think that that's where I've really grown in the last five years from being on the inside, so to speak, of church ministry is, is is it's challenged my faith a little bit as to what I how I see church being done and what I think is acceptable and and the challenges of that. And I think part of that has been through our debriefs and um, interacting with the staff um, when I first came on board and stuff and listening to John and, and Matthew talk of PhDs and, and stuff that I had no idea what they're talking about. Opened my eyes up even more, and I was able to ask questions, and we're able to hash out stuff that I wouldn't have been able to do as a member of the congregation. That's mm-hmm. been really important to my faith. It's really grown me a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, the thing I really would like to communicate to people who maybe don't work in church membership is just that I I hope that there's less of a divide mm. between or sorry church leadership I said membership I meant leadership um, I hope that there becomes more and more like less of a divide between those who are on staff and those who are in the congregation and that it, we're all just at the same table feasting with Christ wanting to know Him worship Him and show him to the world around us. And yes, we're in a position that we we get some compensation for that, and we, we have a level of organization and responsibility, but we all have a part to play in that body of Christ, and so I hope we can all just know that it's, it's not as if we are better than or more yeah. than a superior. It's we, we are just as human as everyone else, and we're all just wanting to know Jesus and have him be known by everyone. So, yeah. Wow. Well said, guys. Um, <laughs> Noreen, thank you for all you do at, as administrator here at Village Green, and Julianne for all you do as worship coordinator and youth coordinator. Um, I, I know I deeply appreciate having both of you on staff, and I know you make me look good. And I really, <laughs> really appreciate that, that you make me. <laughs> Is that, was that selfish? No. Yeah, okay. no. <laughs> but they do. They make the, you, you bring honor to Christ. You bring honor to this church. Um, you do wonderful work. I know the board really appreciates you. The elders really appreciate you. And I know for sure that I appreciate you. And so does Matthew. I don't want to leave you no, out of this absolutely. at all. Absolutely. Appreciate we appreciate that. Matthew. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and John. And both of you. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. But thank you very much. Uh, I, I think this has been a great installment of Theology Jam. I hope you've learned something about the inner workings of a church and just the things that being on staff means and uh, just... Um, just what it what it looks like from the inside. I hope this has given you some insight. But um, based on uh, you know what we've heard, I hope you're really blessed today. And if you have any other uh, things that Matthew and I you would like for us to tackle, you can always contact us at theologyjam at gmail.com. But in the meantime, hope uh, you enjoy this podcast, and we'll catch you next time around. Take care. God bless. Bye bye. <laughs>